Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Australian Idol, uh, one of my favourite things to watch, uh, especially when this bloke got robbed back in 2003, Shannon Noel. Uh, he still has my whippersnipper too, the mad <laughs> dog. Um, but um, you know what? He was runner-up back then. But um, it's produced a lot of stars, and this is very surprising because new data has been revealed by Spotify. Yeah. Um, who the most uh, amazing Australian Idol is of all time. So it's a surprising candidate too. So who out of Australian Idol do you reckon is the most popular? Who would you say? Like who's got the most streams and, mm-hmm. and essentially done yeah. the the Because it's an well, iconic you... TV show and it's launched a lot of careers. Oh, it? well, you've got Guy Sebastian who yes. when I met once at the Lokis, I said to him. Did you? This was, I was like 18. This is when I was super religious. I was like, Guy, I'm a Christian too and I prayed you would win. <laughs> Oh my god! It's the old Christie. Anyway, so you'd Jesus think- <laughs> got him through. I knew Jesus was voting at this and, time. Um, you'd think either Guy or Shannon, hmm. Anthony Clare, I, I would assume, would be up there as one no. of the most successful streamers. Well, well, it's launched Jess Malboy, oh, Ricky yes, Lee Coulter. Yes, Ricky um, Lee, and this is the one that is the most popular, if you can believe. Matt Corby is the most streamed. You know what? This hmm. is. Brilliant One of the song. greatest songs of all time. It doesn't surprise yeah. me. Matt Corby mm. is phenomenal. Yeah, so he's the most streamed artist internationally. He emerged from the singing series Australian Idol. So 576 million streams. Due to Brother, this one in 2011, and Resolution, um, so, so talented too. But the most streamed song by any Oz artist is Matt Corby. So there you go, Matt. Well, well done. Amazing. Well, he's a Christian too. Well, I'm surprised it wasn't <laughs> this bloke. Where's Carr? Where did I leave the keys to my Wes car? Was it in the Casey Donovan? <laughs> I need a Joel turn around. It feels like, whoa. Dan and Christy. Here's more from Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hobart's Hit 100.9. What ruined your wedding? Or who, in this case, a mother-in-law, uh, ruined her son's wedding, interrupted the ceremony to yell at the bride, as you do. She has you issues, know. this mother-in-law. Like, mm. come on, you cannot be... You can't be... Lacking so much self-awareness that you can't see that your son isn't perfect. I mean, talk about a protective and overprotective mother. Mm-hmm. She starts abusing this gorgeous bride at the altar who makes a joke in her marital vows to her now husband. And then the mother-in-law yeah. just goes psycho about she, it. She just says, uh, yeah, he's got a few flaws. And she just goes, you're not going to say my son has flaws. <laughs> 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 Would you, 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 you can leave. You're not going to ruin my You are not going to say my son has flaws. He's agitated. Wow. Everybody has flaws and that's why I love him. You can leave, Judy. Like, you don't have flaws. You can get out of my wedding now. I'm not leaving. That dress you're wearing, I paid for. That is like a heckler at a comedy gig. Oh, she, she, the Mm. bride did better than what I would. If that happened, I would have, I would have said to the husband, Mm -hmm. tell your mother to leave now. Because you notice the husband just stands there in silence and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's all awkward (laughs) with the women's life. Thanks, (laughs) mum. But the mum was in the wrong, though. That's the oh, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. if you clearly don't like who your son's about to marry, then don't go to the wedding or don't speak the before way. the wedding and don't buy the wedding dress and then say, I can abuse you, but because I'm, I bought what you were wearing, I'm allowed to stay here. Yeah, Janet, it's not your day. It's not about you. That's go the away. thing. I've been to so many weddings where I'm like, oh, this wedding it won't be great in the future, but you go anyway and you don't say anything. <laughs> it's like, you know that forever hold your peace thing? You just bite your tongue for a little bit. And like, oh, this isn't going to be great. I went to a wedding like that not long ago. Friends yeah. of mine 
woman that got married and Harvey you Justin know played the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, I know that she didn't marry the right guy. You know why? Because I hear more from my friend when they're fighting than what yeah. I do in general. I'm like, this is not going to work. But, mm. you know, you've got to be supportive and stuff like that. It's true. And, and, you know, there was no mother-in-law or father-in-law at that wedding getting up and abusing my friend. This <laughs> Thank is, God. This is the wedding I got bridesmaid dumped at, by the way. So oh, right. Maybe she Are they did listening this morning? Because now they know how you truly feel. <laughs> uh, but what ruined your wedding? We want to know from you. Donna from Cambridge, anything ruined your wedding? Oh, where's the stuff? <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened? The groom probably was the first thing. Um, <laughs> moving forward from there, we had our reception at a boat club. And, you know, he set the reception up the night before, put in the long yards, and then we got up the next morning to go and check it, and they were running a boat training session on how to get your boat licence from our reception tables. <gasps> no, they weren't. What? They really were. My bridesmaids come up, and I thought that they were um, having a laugh, and so I went down, and nope, sure enough, running a running a boat licence session. They didn't think about putting it somewhere a little bit different as soon as they saw, you know, the bride walking down no, the aisle? No, they were no. sitting at our tables um, inside oh. doing the boat licence thing and I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> and the, the venue assured us they'd be done by um, the time that we started. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. How can you not notice a wedding reception table? Like, mm. le- like a bunch of old people, let me guess, and they're running this boating <laughs> licence thing, whatever yep. they're doing. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, with a whiteboard and things like that. <laughs> I guess you could kill two birds with one stone and get your boat licence by the end of your wedding, which is great. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then to top it off, our celebrant got shingles a few hours before the wedding to send her best mate to to do the ceremony. Probably should have taken the signs from the universe, really, shouldn't I? We're divorced now. <laughs> Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hit 100.9. Hold on to your hearts and grab the tissues because tonight uh, is my mum at your dad's series finale and this is a beautiful love story. There's a lot of couples. Love is on the line, especially between Marcy and Nadia. I think this whole experience of being in this house has brought out a person that I haven't seen for a very, very long time. I'm crying. I have to thank you for that. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> and Love's final test is tonight. So star of Radio TV oh. and host Kate Langbrook. How good is it? Oh, oh lover of love. <laughs> <laughs> How good is I'm love, just, though, Kate? Oh, it's just, it's, it's properly extraordinary, which you don't, I know that, you know, we're a bit cynical about TV, reality TV especially, but you get, that was Marcy who you just played, Mm -hmm. and to see him come into the show with his his son Harper, who's divine, but Marcy was a real player, a player, (laughs) When, when, when it came up in conversation about how many people they'd been with, this was early on, he goes, oh, Think of a number between 10 and 300. <laughs> really? Jeez, play on, play yeah. <laughs> And then the woman who captured his heart is the complete opposite to, to him, like a real stunner. Her name's Nadia. She's got five kids. Wow. And is not, yeah, divorced from the father. But she's from a really conservative background. Her family are Muslim. She's as hot as Hades. So she's not like covered, <laughs> and he was his jaw literally hit the ground when she walked in. But now they're trying to navigate this relationship because they've fallen completely and undeniably in love with each other. Aww. It's amazing. But she's always like she won't she won't even let him kiss her mm. because her family are watching. And so for a man who's used to 
you know, getting everything pretty well straight away. Yeah. Mm. It's such, it's so interesting to see. I'm like, mental note. Don't give it up too quickly, ladies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep them mean. I mean, keep them keen. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, or whatever <laughs> you're into. <laughs> mean. I mean, I that might work for you. I don't know. Okay, because the, the kids set the parents up in this series. So the kids yes. play Cupid, don't they? Well, the kids are the ones who nominated their parents. So they're all single parents. And the kids are the ones who have kind of looked at their parents and gone... You know how sometimes people from the outside can see what you need more than you need? The mm. kids have done that with their parents and gone, what's missing from your life is a romantic connection and I want you to have it. So they've nominated their parents to go to, to go on this incredible experience. And I, I mean, who would think that that would work? But it turns out that kids know everything about their parents, even the parts we try to hide of ourselves from them. They know it all. They know their vulnerabilities, their strengths. They're like, so many of the kids are like, oh, mum always goes for the wrong kind of guy or, you know, Mm. dad's always scared of intimacy. Like, they just understand them incredibly. And so they've made the choices for them along the way. The kids have got a lot of control. Yeah, it's in their hands. It's in the children's hands. And a decision yeah. that would be weighing on you all season, because even if you are the parent, it comes down to the kid making the choice. So do you reckon there'll be a heartbreak tonight, Kate? Uh, well, you know that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you also know that I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but all the parents have been like, so tonight they go on to a blessing ceremony, which is basically a statement of intent to take the relationship into the outside world. All the parents have said, if the kids aren't on board with this, I can't really proceed, even though some of them are like really smitten. But obviously because the kids as well, if their parents fall in love, the kids have to accommodate new a new family, a new, you know, partner for their parent, but also siblings for them. And if the kid and the kids have seen things that maybe the peop the parents in the retreat have not seen. They've mm-hmm. seen conversations that their mum or dad has not heard. So they've had a really good look at the person that their parents fallen in love with. And it does happen tonight. Someone one of the kids goes, I'm not giving my blessing. <gasps> Ooh, really? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's really quite extraordinary because the parents have gone we can't proceed without the kids blessing because we know it won't work of course yeah and anyway it's oh get out the tissue <laughs> oh well kate it's very exciting the wonderful kate lanebrook and i do believe that you can find real love on reality shows we saw it even it's a different series but the bachelor tim robards and anna heinrich still ha- yes. happily in love they're apparently doing like an, an a senior Bachelor as well, the Golden Era, which maybe you should host as well yes. because the oldies are falling in love. But we cannot wait to see it. It's the grand finale tonight. My mum, your dad, uh, on seven thirty on nine now. Kate Langbrook, thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you tonight. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy will go anywhere you do with the listener app. Get it today. It's one hundred point nine. Come on, Aussie, come on. Australia have defeated India in the World Cup. We've done it again. This is the sixth World Cup for Australia. What a superb performance. Uh, Led by this bloke, Travis Head. What an innings. He actually got 137 from 120 balls. And if you know anything about cricket, that's pretty good. 
I don't, but that sounds Man awesome. Of the match. I'm, I'm happy that we've won. That's bloody wonderful. We're doing great things in all areas of sport at the moment, aren't we, Australia? That's right. Uh, secured the six wicket win, 42 balls to spare, and well done to Captain Pat Cummings. I think it's the best win in cricket of all time. There, yeah, I'm calling it because it's the most thrilling of finals. Because you're over there in India against India who are undefeated, and then just all of a sudden we go out there and oh, Australia yeah. win the World Cup. Come back for two. And Australia win the World Cup. Listen to the, the crowd. Time. You silence them. And in front of 120,000 people, they've upstaged the home team in magnificent fashion. More than a billion people watching at home. I was just about a to say billion. that. Mm. A billion people, and it is huge mm. over in India, isn't it? They live and breathe cricket like it's oh, humongous. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you think how many people live in India versus Australia. It's unbelievable. They, what they've achieved today is unbelievable. So, great win. Uh, they saved their best for last, said Cam- Captain Cummins. So, uh, yeah, World Test Championship final victory and uh, chasing 241. So, we did really well with the ball. Uh, we dropped a three for 47 at one stage, but Travis Head came out there and uh, absolutely demolished India and Labashain started with 58 not out too and yeah they were undefeated in the tournament India and then Australia just pipped them at the post so there you go we've beaten uh, India and South Africa in the final and semi-final respectively and six World Cups now the fun stat from all of this out of those six World Cups did you know on three of those six occasions man of the match was from Tasmania. Not only that, they were from Launceston. So, man of the match winners, uh, so out of all those finals, David Boone, back was, in 87. I was waiting for you to mention Booney. Well done, Booney. We love you uh, so much. David Boone, if you want to call me, I'm always here Please, in my bubble bar. Please, for God's sake, call David Boone. He's always wanted to chat to you. That uh, was Ricky Ponting in 2003, and then James Faulkner in 2015. So, something in the water in that tamer, I'll tell you that much, is not a bowler. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. How good was McHappy Day on Saturday? So much fun. It was so great. Thanks to everyone that came to uh, Melville Street, North Hobart. Macca's NoHo, as it's known. That's where Dan and I were Nobody working. calls it that. Yes, they I've do. I've never heard anyone say it. Because it's on if their they are, Instagram. Losers. Well, McDonald's call it that. It's <laughs> on their they? Instagram. Oh, no, so no. now, how do you yeah. feel? Yeah. Well, let's go with it then. <laughs> it's the trend. Um, it, was, it was lots of fun. And uh, what was great as well is when the parade ended, did there you was notice- just a tsunami of people that turned up. That's right. Because we were working back there and we're like, oh, there's not many people coming through because like everyone was at the and they just all of a sudden just a tirade of people and that's the hardest hour I've ever worked in my life. I'm going to say that. It's so hard working mm-hmm. at McDonald's. Honestly, like it's a well-oiled machine, as you know, like when you go through the drive-thru and it's so quick. But I tell you what. They get it done in a minute. They 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 mm. do. And Dan and I and also our workday announcer, Amy, she came down as well, Ames, and we were there trying to make Big Macs. And I'm talking, you've got to do it quickly. You've got to get the patties done a certain way. You've got to flip mm-hmm. the buns a certain way. And they make it to order, don't they? They do. And I tried to, um, remember how I kept trying to put more cheese on burgers? Because I thought, oh, just, just go cheesy. But so now McDonald's is in the red because. <laughs> of you. You put double cheese on every burger. <laughs> and Hannah looked after us as well to show us how to, to kind of, you know, work the line. And she's like, no, mm. no, just one cheese this, one cheese that. But it was actually mm-hmm. really interesting. That's true. And everyone um, had a smile on their face when they went through the drive through I guess you could say. Because then yeah. you and I were, and Amy also went down to where you'd serve at the counter. And you were on the register at one point. That's cool. I absolutely dominated all the quarter pounders. There's a lot of Big Macs sold because every $2 went straight to uh, much needed funds for Royal McDonald House Charities. So um, yeah, so all the families that are seriously ill or have injured children have to use this service and what a support it is. And, and that's what the day is about. And, and big shout out to Corey and Carly Mingara. To, um, Mingari, sorry. Um, so 
they they like they went to North Hobart, they went to Bridgewater, New Norfolk, Moona, just travelled around and just helped out. They have the most supportive daughters too. So Mel and Maddie, big shout out to those two too because it's wonderful work they do. And every year they raise like thousands and thousands of dollars. So we'll try and catch up with them tomorrow and get the full tally. Yeah, I was just about to mm. say that. So we'll get the full tally tomorrow on air about how you contributed and, and you know, if you bought a Big Mac on Saturday or even made a donation or bought the Silly Socks or even the cupcakes. Remember the cupcakes that were being sold as well? Oh, the Cookie Monster ones were so good. good. That didn't last very long in our house, I tell you They that. were consumed straight away. I was like a seagull. I'm like, yeah, I just didn't even hit the sides. Did you even share them with the kids? Um, no, they did Well, they had one of the cupcakes, but they just put it all over their hands. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, they just had green hands by the end of it. But that's what it's all about, McHappy yeah. Day, uh, helping keep families together, which is the most important thing. And uh, dig deep. And you can still donate right now to Ryan McDonald House Charities. It's run uh, independently of Maccas, and they need your help. So uh, make sure you do for McHappy Day. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy.